A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. The Exotics Georgia let her mind wander as she made her way down the path to the Exotics dormitory. She could still hear the pulsating music of the courtship lounge playing in her head, could taste the slightly bitter and cold fizz of the, what should she call it, the courtship cocktail? She needed to redirect her thoughts to overcome the feelings of anxiety nausea and dread that took turns passing through her. She thought about her first partner, the shy, charming, and somewhat pervy Samuel. Would the RTs decide to pair him with her again? Her exotic housemates had told her that if this first pairing proved to be successful, the RTs would harvest an embryo in two weeks. Her roommate, Iris, spent time in the courtship lounge every month, often with different partners. Each donor was selected for his attributes. Like every member of her generation, Georgia understood that this process was crucial to the survival of humanity. Frequent diverse pairings would ensure a robust next generation. When she was a little girl, her parents told her about the love matches on Mother Earth, but her parents insisted that these were just stories a kind of mythology the ancestors believed in before the new rules. After much pressing on her part, Georgia's parents eventually confirmed that the ancestors got to choose who they paired with on Mother Earth. But they cautioned her that most of those love pairings were dismal failures. It was obviously better to rely on trained technicians to screen and decide on matters of such importance. Arriving at the exotics dormitory, Georgia placed her right thumb on the scanner screen, listened for the familiar beep, and pushed open the door. Iris came running out of their shared room into the hallway. Her long, straight hair flew back from sharply cut bangs like a uniform wave of black silk. Georgia envied Iris's beautiful hair and how it reflected the light. Iris stopped abruptly and stood so uncomfortably close that Georgia defensively took a step back. It wasn't as though Iris could knock her down. Even if she ran at her at full speed, Iris was barely five feet tall and had a boyishly narrow body. They were physical opposites. But Iris's energy and confidence made her the most imposing of the two. Finally! I thought something went wrong. Iris pulled Georgia into their shared room and pushed her down on the bed. She was surprisingly strong for her size. 
She stood over her roommate with both hands on her hips and bent over slightly to look directly in Georgia's eyes. Her lips were set in a tight-lipped frown as she assessed the thinly veiled emotions on Georgia's face. It didn't go well, did it? Georgia sighed. It was fine. She got up and turned toward the bathroom door. I need to take a shower. Iris grabbed her sleeve and pulled Georgia back to the bed, this time sitting beside her. Tell me about it. There isn't much to tell. He was nice, I guess. Georgia followed this comment with a long pause, staring at the wall. Actually, it was kind of weird. There was this music, and we drank this stuff that fizzes in your mouth, and then we talked a little before, you know. I'm sure you know the rest. Iris gasped excitedly. Champagne? They gave you champagne? You're so lucky! Iris combed her long fingers through her hair. I just love champagne. I haven't had champagne in a long, long time. I thought maybe they used it all up. Stuff came from Mother Earth, you know. There can't be much left. They ration it for... Oh! She paused and hugged her friend around the waist. You got the champagne because it was your first pairing. I forgot. Congratulations. Woohoo. Thanks. Georgia deadpanned. I guess I expected more after waiting this long. Well, you aren't exotic like me. They don't want to waste your eggs. Besides, now if they can harvest a good embryo, you can go back again next month. Probably no champagne next time, though. Don't get your hopes up. Iris gently pulled George's chin toward her. So, was he gentle with you? Georgia sighed. Oh, yes, very gentle. He just looked me over and went into the bathroom to, you know, finish by himself. Ugh, loser! Iris rolled her fringed almond eyes in disgust. She patted her friend's hand sympathetically. That's okay, honey. Next time will be better. Maybe you should go take a shower now, okay? She stood up, indicating that this consolation session had run its course and left the room. After taking an exceedingly long and hot shower, Georgia pulled on her robe and walked out of the room, passing several bedrooms that housed the other exotics. A set of double doors at the end of the hall opened to the Rest and Recreation Center, nicknamed the R&R, that featured an assortment of exercise equipment and virtual reality game consoles that the exotics used to pass the time between pairings. There were five exotics housed in this dormitory. Georgia, the shapely pale-skinned ginger, tiny but beautiful Iris, and Keisha, whose dark skin glowed through the twisted coils that lay tight against her scalp. Anya's room was on the opposite side of the hall. She was a tall blonde with sharp, angular features, legs for days, and ice-blue eyes. Due to the small source population from which the current New Earthlings descended, there was a heightened risk for genetic deformities, inherited diseases, and dulled intelligence. 
the exotics served humanity by providing the much-needed variety to produce healthy and diverse populations for future generations. Exotics were considered special, so they enjoyed special privileges to keep them physically healthy and entertained. They did not work the grueling long shifts like most of the population. In fact, they did not work at all unless you count the monthly pairings and harvesting as work. The room at the far end of the hall was Sheila's, whose classification as exotic was less obvious than the rest. She was a short, husky young woman of varied ancestry, and her face would not be considered beautiful by any cultural standard. However, what Sheila lacked in desirable physical attributes was more than compensated for by her impressive cognitive ability. Sheila boasted an IQ of 160. The leaders valued her DNA as much as the other women housed in the exotic storm. Georgia was tempted to take another shower when she walked back to her room. Instead, she pulled off her robe and crawled under her bed covers, pulling them tightly up to her chin. She lay there, staring up at the ceiling, replaying the bizarre events of the day in her head. She smiled to herself when she thought of the look Samuel had on his face when she removed her clothes, then giggled softly at the absurdity of his awkward thank you when he left. She eventually fell into a restless sleep, waking up tired the next morning to Iris banging on her door. Hey, you going to sleep the whole day? It's ten o'clock. You want some breakfast? I've got scones. I know you like scones. Open the door, okay? Georgia wrapped her robe around herself and walked to the door, unlocking it slowly. Come in. Hey, you. Hey. How are you feeling? You sore or anything? Why would I be sore? Nothing much happened, remember? I told you. Oh, yeah. Well, Iris placed a plate of scones on Georgia's lap. Eat something, okay? Georgia picked up a scone from the plate and took a bite. Dry flakes of stale pastry broke free and dropped on the floor. It wasn't very tasty, but it looked more appetizing than the stuff they served up at the nutrition station. Thanks, she muttered as she ground the chewy pastry with her back teeth. I was hungrier than I thought. Where did you sleep? I camped out with Sheila last night. Thought you might want time to yourself. Iris lowered her face conspicuously close to Georgia's and whispered, Sheila snores like a man. I always wondered why that bitch had her own room. Now I know, believe me. Georgia couldn't help but smile a little. Encouraged, Iris continued. So, what do you want to do today? You want to play some VR? We're climbing a mountain today. Keisha won't play because she's afraid of heights, and Sheila is making so much fun of her. Just because she's smart, she thinks she's better than the rest of us. Too bad she's so ugly. You know how she talks. Oh, Keisha, it's not real. It's virtual. You know the difference, don't you? Blah, blah, blah. She's so annoying. I want to punch her in the face. Catching herself going off track, Iris pulled Georgia to her feet. Come on, she insisted. 
as she led her out the door toward the R&R. Come out and climb with me. I need someone to catch me if I fall. That bitch Sheila just lets me fall. <laughs>